0: hello and welcome to episode 49 of the mental health gaming podcast once again i'm bradley and yeah i can't think of anything fun today so Stu, how you doing
1: Mm, holding it together is the best way of putting it i suppose at this moment i've had some toast and some coffee so that's making me feel a little bit chipper so that's good i guess
0: i'm on to my what is it it's 10 a.m and i'm on my second coffee because i slept in I think if I'd woke up at a normal time, I'd have been about my fourth or fifth coffee by now, such as the, the world around us. I'm on
1: three, so I think in terms of stimulants and, you know, basic drug daily drug addiction, that's not too bad. I'll probably have another five or six before midday, so, you know, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, so before we go, elephant in the room, um, and not the big elephant I've been trying to fight in Zelda. I just called it a Zelda game. I hate doing that. I hate when people do that, because it's not a Zelda game. It's a... Legend of Zelda. Anyway, we're in another supposed proper lockdown in the UK. Uh, Just for people who want to date when these podcasts are out. That's fun. We won't dwell on it. Um, Because I'm sure over the next few weeks there'll be discussion on what effect that's having on us and and so on and so forth. Um, But just quickly, you've got anything in mind for how you're going to be coping with it this time around?
1: Um. Uh, my priority is to get a new job basically because I'm still unemployed after being made redundant and I think that'll lift my mood a lot and also my wife starts a new job on Monday so that'll that'll be a lift for her so just focusing on work I guess you know Uh, that's it which is a bit boring but that's probably be a good way of getting through it
0: yeah no um, we've got the opposite I mean because obviously I was made redundant at the start of the first one um, and so was on Universal Credit. My partner's just been furloughed from her job, so that's going to mess with things for a bit, but we'll deal with it, um, as we, we always do, and just wait and see what happens. But without going into too much detail, even though it's a now been... They've used the lockdown word. It still feels a bit half-arsed, unfortunately, when you look at the actual details um of what's different compared to the first one um so yeah but yeah if you are if you are um worried struggling or anything stay strong speak out to us um anyone anyone that will listen to you um speak to them at the moment i know we usually do this at the end um but yeah it's going to be tough it's for everyone especially right now because a lot of people i think I don't want to say naively. I think with hope was expected a better 2021 than it was 2020. And to have that ripped from under you already, I know the effect that can have um, mentally. So please do reach out, whether it's to me and Stu directly via Discord or Twitter or anything, whether it's to a friend or whether it's just into the void, just reach out to someone. Please, you are not alone. You are not the only one who's going through things. And one of the best ways to keep stay strong is to share it with others. So, obviously, now moving on, we will talk about games because that's what we do to start. And we'll start as usual. Stu, what have you been playing?
1: So, still struggling through Dead Cells, which I'm really loving, but it's still kicking my butt. I've... still just can't get past the concierge regularly. Um... So, yeah, like, the drops that have traps that hold them in place and or create damage whilst they're in place, they're good, but obviously you don't get them on every run. Um, Mm. But even when I do, like, I'm just not get. I'm not kicking out enough DPS to see it off quickly enough. Like, I watched a video of, like, oh, how to beat him easily. And, like, the guy was, like, tearing chunks off him, like... If you remember it, like, when you're hitting him, it, his bar goes down very, very slowly. Um, yeah. But this guy was taking huge chunks off, and I was like, yeah, well, if I was doing that, I wouldn't need a bloody guide, would I? Because <laughs> like, my weapons, they're kind of level 4, level 5, sometimes level 6, uh, occasionally level 7. Um, and they 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 basically do very little damage, but even if they do, even if got the right combo of, of weapons so that they're dealing quite a hefty amount of damage, it it's when he goes into his I don't know if it's his third or his fourth phase where he quickly alternates between the red bubble, the fire along the ground, and then jumping at you that like he can knock all of your health down type like one um, almost immediately and he reacts so quickly that you can't heal because healing takes about three seconds and he reacts so quickly and hits so fast I would I'm not dying because I don't have enough health uh, potion left I'm dying because I literally can't pull that move out to heal quickly enough because he's so fast so I'm just like how are people making this look easy because you know I'm not crap at games I'm not the best but I'm you know I'm pretty reasonable um and yeah, he's making me look like a complete fool. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm being patient, you know, when I need to be, and I'm, I'm being proactive and attacking him when I need to be. I'm hanging back and defending when I need to. I'm making sure that I'm rolling well and and jumping well. And you know, yeah, still not getting there. So just plowing on. I think I really do need to have hit another tier of weapons where I'm dealing more DPS. Otherwise, it's just not going to be a, a doable thing
0: possibly oh it could just be i know sort of like i i've had it in, in at times you don't want to admit it to yourself but sometimes you get a game where you enjoy it but you're just not gonna do what it wants you to do you're just not gonna be able to get through what it wants you to do i found that with um I think Metal Gear Solid, I just couldn't, the gameplay, I, I would watch guides and stuff and I'd still be dying to sort of like simple things that other people were breezing through and getting caught in certain stealth sections despite doing what I was supposed to be doing. I think you just get that. Um, the main yeah. takeaway from bit, your whole bit there was when you said he made you sound like a complete fool, Um, for half a beat, I thought you was going to go full Billy Butcher there um, from the boys, and caught yourself a complete, you know, <laughs> it was just the, the way you was talking. Then it's the way you said it. I went, oh, it's a bit harsh. And then you said full, and it was like, oh, that's the tone. Let down. you down, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I would be um, inclined to think it, it was more on my end. If I didn't, if I wasn't getting through the prior, the previous levels more so, you know, successfully, because I'm going through them. I'm not breezing through them because, ev- <clears throat> as you know. Every enemy can take like half a bar And some of them can take like almost a full bar off in one hit So you never just breeze through But um, yeah, I've got a really good practice of kind of uh, You know, crowd management and stuff Um, So I I feel like it's kind of that one thing Maybe it's just a block in my head about how I should be tackling it So what I might do is just try completely different ways Just do something daft and see what results come from it, and uh, that might open up some new avenues. You never know.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but again, once again, a testament to a good game that you've not got to a point yet where you just got, oh, I've had enough. I'm done. Precisely. Mm. Uh, I, to be fair, it may well come. Uh, I wouldn't blame you, because again, we haven't got to play every single game to completion. It's, it's, not, it's not vital to our lives that... Um, the developers aren't going to come round, knock on your door, and remove your gaming credentials if you don't complete their game. Um, yeah, so which is the healthy yeah, view? Just- no, that's
1: definitely the healthy viewpoint. But I am absolutely yeah. kicking this game's ass. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's a, it's a thing now. You know what I mean? It's on.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, keep keep doing it. You've got a motivation. That so that's good. But I think the second, it, but with games, I think the, the moment it stops becoming fun is you, that's when you go. Right, I'm done with this one now. I've had everything. I'm going to get out of it and i'll move on but i can't wait to hear your satisfaction that you get from it once you get past properly because i remember that when i beat father gascoyne in bloodborne there's video of it on on the internet via the old game style youtube where my release of emotion was kind of yeah it was there um, it felt <laughs> so good to finally beat a boss that was kicking my ass
1: yeah yeah i, I do like that i do like it when that happens can't remember the last time for me. It might have been Halo 5 with that, uh, that boss that keeps recurring. Uh, and he was really hard. I uh, got pretty chuffed on it. He. Uh, he bit the bullet. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, before uh, any other games, I was going to talk about one that I've been playing. I was meant to talk about this last week. Um, and it completely slipped my mind. Which is semi-ironic, considering some of the game's um, subject matter. So, the game itself is called I Want to Fly. It's a free-to-play game, um, but please do not let you let this put you off if you are thinking about it. It's a free-to-play game on Steam, and the only reason it's free is it's the developer's first ever game that he's made, and he wanted to make it free so that people played it. Uh, that's the only reason it's free. Absolutely brilliant decision to make. Um, and Basically, it's about a, a young girl called Evie. And she's just starting um, her first year of university, um, and she she struggles with the idea of fitting in and, and things like that. And then, sort of, one day she sees a um, not a kite, what are they called a glider. Okay. I don't know why I say kite. A glider flying like above her, and um, she decides that she wants to fly. That's what she wants. So, hence the name of the, of the game. And her priorities, it it looks into these, how her priorities change from wanting to fit in and wanting to be a certain type of person to just wanting to follow her dreams. Um, and the story, it's a visual novel, and I'm not usually one for visual novels, but it kind of really intrigued me. Um, but it deals with... Um, various aspects of mental health really well so you know social anxiety that's a big one i think for me i I suffer quite a lot with social anxiety um and also um adhd as well which is hence the reason i said like i forgot to talk about it last week and that's the irony of it um and they're not both just are hinted at they're both key exponents of the story uh, which is really good and they've as to why they have an effect on Eevee within the game. And yeah, it's, it's about her trying to achieve her dreams and trying to overcome the various physical and um, mental obstacles that she suffers along the way and the various hardships in life she has. Um, and it's a really, really interesting visual novel. And when I first looked at it, it's I kind of looked at it and went, uh, oh, right, okay, it's a visual novel. And you look at the character design to a degree and whilst it's not fan service at all it's definitely got that anime look where you go on first you're going okay yeah is this gonna go in that direction and it doesn't it really doesn't um say the only thing i would say about the game is it probably could have done with uh, maybe a different visual style to a degree but that's me being nitpicky and my expectations of the particular art style that you usually get um, but absolutely free to play, a couple of hours, you'll probably play it for, I think I ended up putting about five to six hours into the game. And yeah, it's just really, really, in, I don't even want to say enjoyable, because it made me think at parts, but uh, definitely an experience. And 100% free because the developer, and I'm going to butcher this, is Rah- Raharabin, um, just wanted to get his first game out there. So, do him a solid. Give it a look. Give it a play. Get it downloaded. And if you really do like it, do share it with people because again, it's it's the best price of all, and there's no microtransactions or anything like that to try and make him money. He's just basically wants to show what he can do.
1: That's really a really good way of getting a foothold in the market. I think. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's not a game I would play, but I would. Yeah. Like you, I would encourage people to support him by by downloading it if you're into that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I will say, as, as full disclosure, I got a direct message via Twitter from him, um, inviting me to have a look at the game. Um And he said because it has got um, deals with issues of mental health and um, ADHD and 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 so on. Um, and he actually turned around and goes, if you feel this isn't for you, please don't feel you need to play. The really nice chap. Um, that goes with it. I'll say it's not for everyone because it is a visual novel. I don't usually do visual novels personally. And Again, I'm not going to say this is the greatest game I've ever played or anything like that. There's a lot of things that need to work, but you forgive them because they're free. Um, it's just, it just the way it explores the the subject matter, I think is really well done. Um, and hopefully he does more down the line that helps to explore the same kind of subject matter. In different ways, maybe, but yeah, no fair play. Um I say if you again, it might not be your sort of game, which is fine, but if you've got any passing interest in, in visual novels, then 100% give this a go for free. It's a good little time waster for a weekend.
1: Cool. So, uh, apart from Dead Cells, I've started playing uh, Dishonored 2, so mm. yeah, a bit of a blast from the past for people. For me, that number of years between. Playing something after release is actually not that unusual, but um, yeah, for most people it will be like, oh right, yeah, uh, that one from the dim and distant past, you know, when you're actually allowed outside your house. Um, so I really enjoyed the first Dishonored. Thought it was a really good game. I can't remember what format I played that on. Um, it was a console. It might even have been 360. It feels like a long time ago now. What was it? 20. It was out on the
0: 360. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was it like 2010 or something? It came out the first one. Possibly.
0: Uh, someone on Twitter popped up a list of games from 2011 and one they really enjoyed. You're looking through some of those and going, Really? It's like Arkham City's on this list from 2011. And I'm going, Hang on. That means Arkham Asylum is even older. That's No, bananas. that can't be right. Isn't it weird? I know. Yeah. They're retro games now. <laughs> That's mental.
1: I suppose having a very long console life cycle of the of this generation well previous generation playstation 4 and xbox one has made things seem like not as long ago if you see what i mean yeah But people waited for seven years between last of us parts one and two so yeah
0: god crazy but yeah dishonored... we waited about 100 years between um shadow of the colossus and uh the last guardian so you know <laughs> yeah god yeah
1: but yeah dishonored 2 so I've only really started, just started playing it about, about an hour and a half in, but it's carrying over all the, gre- the great stuff so far from the first one. And I always thought that the first one was, it, it has a brilliant world, and the world itself is the best thing about it. Better than the gameplay, you know, better than the script, better than anything really. That it just, that visual style, it was kind of like an avant-garde comic book um, and it has this steampunk thing that isn't too steampunk but gives you a real sense of how a world could develop if it ran on a different type of technology and a different type of power. Um mm. a bit like his dark materials, you know, it's a little little bit similar to that in in the way that the world developed. And just being in that world is really fascinating. It was to me anyway, because yeah, it just feels properly different for once and the gameplay's really solid. Um, I'm not sure yet if it's brought if this game has brought anything new to the table over the first one. I always felt the first one struggled a bit with its stealth and never kind of really got it right. But everything else worked well. So I, I forgave it. I'm hoping that the stealth in this one has, has been a bit fine-tuned. But yeah, in terms of the world, the dial yeah, the the lore the the level construction it's incredibly atmospheric really pulls you in so i've been enjoying that yeah just a a hour and a half talking about it like it's been part of my life for weeks but yeah no it's it's really good
0: so the first dishonored it's a game again i think i i love the world in it i think it's an amazing world um i did find the story convoluted yeah um, and i didn't really care too much about the characters in the end but i yeah. wanted to explore the world um again this is going to be where my argument comes i'd like to see more of these worlds realized in just like short stories yeah um, rather than trying to go for this big overarching narrative i'd rather see loads of little short stories set within the world like an anthology type thing but anyway anyway that that's for another discussion um and I, but I hit too many walls in that game where it seemed to ramp up difficulty just for the sake of like gating you. Um, it, does it seem like that's part of this one as well, or does this feel more open?
1: Too early to say, really. Um, I kind of know what you mean about the previous one. You you had to, if my memory serves me it's so long since I played it, you had to be very careful about which upgrades you picked because the, <laughs> some of them were just completely useless and, you know, it would be like, oh, God, I've just played for an hour with this and I know it's wrong. I've got to go back to an old save um, because it's just not getting me through the way that I thought it would. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm hoping it's a bit better balanced that way. Because, like you say, it did feel a bit gated off in difficulty, the first one.
0: Yeah, um, that's what I was I'm i hoping that is is definitely going to be the case. Um, I think because it is really weird because I really wanted to enjoy the first one. But I ended up... Um, I don't know. I suppose it was the constantly going back to a a base and then going off. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was about it that I grew to not resent the game, but it was just like I spent some time away from it playing other stuff and then just could never be bothered to really get back into it. Um, yeah. Which is a shame. But it all, that also put me off playing Dishonored too. Yeah. But... I might give it a go because I've seen it's I've have got it available to beyond Steam, so I might actually give that a go. Yeah, it might be worth
1: uh, having a crack at it and seeing what you think. And then even if you don't like it, you'll have at least had some time in that game world. And you know, going back to what you said about um, you'd like more anthology stories, I, I think they've proven their success. Like when we talked about it before, and I said things like Infamous Second Son and that Uncharted thing that came after Uncharted 4 whose name I still can't remember um, <laughs> they're kind of they're built out of the engine, they didn't take long, they're kind of like DLC but both of them are better than the main game and it feels like some developers kind of go well we've done this game, this sequel now, we've built this engine but now we're just going to move on to the next thing and it's like well just stay a while in that engine and in that world and tell yeah. some new stories that you can crank out pretty fast and I think you know i know they're divisive but cd project red did that well with the witcher 3 didn't they by all accounts yeah. um because yeah all the dlc it imp- kept improving and then the dlc was better than the main game even or arguably at least yeah. so yeah yeah the people it, oh yeah but blood,
0: blood and wine um was a brilliant add-on to the Witcher. and it kept kept the world as it was and added to the story and able to integrate it into the main um section as well so you can have it running at the same time which was really good Uncharted The Lost Legacy, by the way. Ah, um, hey, there you go. Um, I didn't just Google it. Oh, did you honestly. not? Honest. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. we don't Google things. No, that'd be terrible. Um, but yeah, talking of games, when I mean, you look at um, Hitman, the recent Hitman games, that's how you use a world and you build around that world. I know they are sectioned off levels, but they use the same over... Like, you can have... Five or six different missions on the same level because it's just a slightly different story, um, and you can go to them as and when you please. I'd, I'd like to see more of that. It's, but I, I don't know what money they have, how they have. I say I don't know how they monetize it. I know exactly how they monetize it. Is if instead of doing, if you imagine, uh, we'll use Dishonored because we're talking about that. If you if you imagine Dishonored as a movie and you've got this an hour and a half movie um, in terms of length, then there's no reason they can't follow that up with Dishonored TV series, which is one season of six episodes that last 30 minutes or whatever the equivalent is, you know, when you ramp it up for game time. And you've got this, this these could be slightly linked stories. Um, they could be completely separate stories. Um, and you charge three quid, four quid for each episode, um, or, or this is where the season pass comes in, if it does well, then you do a season pass, so instead of paying, I don't know, you know, £28 for all the episodes you pay £20, £24 pound or something like that, so you get a slight discount or, or something like that. Yeah. That's how a season part should work with content, and they still make regular money from it within that same world. Um, Rockstar are sort of doing that with um, their Red Dead and GTA online modes where they introduce um, scenarios on a regular basis. So they can do it, um, and I don't see why they couldn't do it in single-player campaigns. Again, GTA, look at what they've managed to squeeze out of that world. Liberty City um, from GTA five. Look what they've managed to squeeze out of that. So it's not a thing that they can't do. I think a lot of them choose not to do it. But I think we are now headed into a, a time where I think what we do is we create the overall world and then we do different things within it. Um, again, EA, I think, tried it with Burnout Paradise. Um, but didn't go far enough with it uh turn 10 do it with forza they i know these are both driving games um, and they go sort of far enough with some of their add-ons but it's not within the world you still need to purchase extra content to go away from that world um so it, it's nearly there and I, I can see it happening um at some point I, I i would be up for dipping my toe in as well to a a quick four pounds short story of a game that makes me then go oh do you know what yeah I'll try the bigger version of that now
1: yeah I agree I think it would be uh, something I'd like to dip
0: into mm. talking of small small stories and, and little games that don't take up much of time I've been playing more Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, yeah. <laughs> which ironically actually is made up of loads of little short stories Um, in a way um i was actually looking so I, i've used the guide to get get around a little bit and get a good feel for it and the main game is only 15 missions long uh, which surprised me um but the okay the early i think four or five missions are quite short and you get through them quite quickly but then the what i'm guessing is the main chunk of that which is finding the four um divine beasts that seems to be a major chunk of it but that Looks like that lasts hours and hours. That one particular mission, but it's all the side missions kind of come together really well and do lovely little bits within it. And I'm going to talk further about it in a few weeks once I've played a lot of it. But yeah, it's grown on me. Um, yeah. Still not a fan of the weapon degradation, but overall, yeah, it's really, really grown on me.
1: That's oh, good that it has because I want that from every game. Really, I, I want everyone to enjoy every game that they get attached to and form attachments to them quite quickly as well and and, uh, yeah and I think it, it really helps when like we say the world itself is great and then even if there are aspects of the gameplay that you're not a huge fan of you love the world so much that you just want to be a part of it
0: yeah and what I really like apart from upgrading your stamina and your your health you don't really upgrade Link too much um, so it was really weird to go back to uh, again. This is where I'm, I'm rubbish with like doing proper descriptions of of games. The elephant baddie, the one that's inside the elephant. Um, yep. He's a Ganon shadow or something. I don't know what one he is, but anyway. When I first went to him, he kicked my ass. Absolutely kicked my ass. I went, oh, I'm just going to go wander about for a bit and and try and get some more. Like basically, I went, but my job was to go. I wanted to go around and get some extra arrows because I used up all my arrows getting to him. Um, so I'd done a few bits. I didn't really level Link up, but I went back and absolutely kicked his ass, Because the levels I went and did, and the various shrines I went and did, allowed me to realise how I can use um, my abilities in cleverer ways. And it made him just so easy to, to beat in the end. Um, and yeah, it's it's really clever. It is such a clever game. Yeah. Again, it's not perfect. I think it's going to be absolutely blown out of the water by the sequel if they don't go too far adrift with what that game is. But, yeah, just loving it at the moment. I'm just going down to the bottom left-hand corner of the map to the uh, the the town with, that's a women-only town. Um, yeah. And you need to wear women's clothes to get in. I was like of a weird choice for your game but it doesn't try it seems it's not trying to be offensive with it so um yeah but i've, I've just got to that and because i've asked to find another divine beast so i'm doing that one but i'm kind of lost because i've got to try and now find my way to the tower to unlock that actual section of the map and yeah and i'm but it's also teaching me now i'm being taught about why i need to cook and why it's important to cook uh, which again it introduces this stuff really well Um, because before you could kind of just get through a lot of stuff you can brute force your way through but now I've got to go across this desert that's like cold at night and really hot in the day and you need to drink your various elixirs so I'm making sure I've got all the bits I need for that and what I actually do need to do to make recipes so yeah I, I really like the way it teaches you all the way through the game really really clever game design
1: yeah and it's a constant learning experience and you never get to a point where you're overpowered and one of the reasons why I like the the degradation system in the weapons is because you, you never get you can't just like grind and grind and grind and be OP and then go and finish it off because um, even if you get great kit you it's always you know going to have a, a time limit built into it so you, yeah you, you have to ha- develop strategies, you have to know how to how to cook, <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, and and get good at it. So yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. But it, and...
0: it is hinting at the fact that I will get a master sword at some point, though.
1: Well, yes, the the master sword is generally a part of Zelda. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. but part of me is going, oh, it's, I wonder because it's a big open world. Is there a way I could go and cheese it and get it now? <laughs> I
1: yeah. Was,
0: was, was going, it's, it seems open enough that I could but it'll make it really difficult to try and do, which I hope is the case but I don't also, I kind of want to follow what I'm doing at the moment, I don't want to go too overpowered, like I did in Fallout where you could get an alien laser gun and I got it and just went, yeah, you're dead, you're dead you're dead, you're dead, get through to the end <laughs> finish, done. Yeah,
1: well I mean, there's some interesting stuff around the Master Sword that I won't spoil um, but it let's say that it stays within the world and the engineering that's been created in the game yeah
0: interesting interesting okay but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it i'll, I'll say i'm not going to talk about this one every week and it will take me weeks and weeks to finish due to the nature of how i play these sort of games but yeah no, i will report back a bit further down the line please do i am going to talk about just one more game very briefly uh, before if you've got any more or anything like that as well but um i just recently started also playing uh skater xl I um, finally got hold of it and it's a really good game i don't know how much it's been updated since it first got its 1.0 release and i get some of the arguments that it's content light um but i i'm looking at this as just a playground um for for skateboarding in and controls really well yeah um it's like your right foot's on the right analog stick your left foot's on the left analog stick and doing your flip tricks and if it feels really natural it's got a better control system than skate ever had and skate had a really good control system for the time and it's just about making lines and doing individual tricks, you know, it's not going, oh, you've got to perform these nigh-on-impossible tricks to to get these points or anything. It's like you do a line and you, you, you might do a gap over some stairs and do a flip trick with it and the, it's happy with that. You, that's it, you've done your trick. Um, you might create a line and it's not a ridiculous Tony Hawk line that lasts 30, you know, like three minutes for example as you're going all round the level in one combo it's like, like okay here's my line i can see some stairs there i've got an option of a route and when i hit the bottom i can then go into another flip trick onto a grind onto off you know off this like plant bed and, and stuff like that and it's like just really simplified down it's some of the best bits from from the skate series especially skate 2 just condensed into one game um it's got its own clip editor as well which it's not the greatest at the moment so I hope they improve that but really enjoying the um the graphics or the graphics sorry really enjoying the gameplay on it tricks are great to do the tutorial works really well better than sessions and it feels realistic without being overly realistic to the point where you get frustrated with it because the physics are too real it's got that balance just just right Fair play. um visually it's it's really good character models are a slight bit rough uh, but it doesn't really matter because you're not really concentrated on those to the nth degree um but yeah really good playground game um it's not a game gamey gamey game that's going to be that should be a genre a gamey 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 game <laughs> um it's it, it's just a you a skateboard and a level and. That's what we often enjoyed with um, the skate games when I played those. The would be nice to maybe add some maybe doing some way of challenging your friends or something like that. That if you create a line, you can then send that to a friend and they can try and do that line and see if they could get the same score or similar score. I just really share what you've got. Um, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. And I don't know why it was so divided when it first came out. So unless it was that bad and have really improved it, maybe I'm just in a minority of people that really enjoy this game. Who
1: knows? Yeah. Oh, it's really weird. Sometimes you do have to dig into it and go, well, hang on. What? This doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm playing this yeah. and it's fantastic. The last one I had of that was um, the one that I always forget the name of. Oh, Aragami was
0: it? Uncharted: The Lost <laughs> Legacy? <laughs> no,
1: nah, never touched that one, your honor. Um, but no, that that uh, was it called Aragami? The one that's like Tenchu basically.
0: Yes, yes, the paper t- style type one. The Shadowy like Shadowy thing. Yeah, Aragami, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: a li- Aragami. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, sort of self shaded type look. Um, that yeah. got absolutely panned on release. And then I played it because it was cheap and I thought it was fantastic. And then I dug into it a bit and it sounds like they spent a year fixing it. So, yeah, it can happen. It can happen.
0: That's what happens sometimes when you don't dive straight into something and you get it a bit later on.
1: Waiting is normally always best.
0: So I think especially these days. Because yeah. so many games are patched after the fact. It's like to, to, like on Skater XL, there's a game I've got. It's an early access game at the moment, I still believe, called um, BMX The Game. Highly original title, by wow. the way. Yeah. Again, still in early access. Absolutely panned early on. And it is rough. It is still quite rough. Um, and it's how long did it, when did it originally drop? Um, let's have a quick look. it says August 2020. I'm sure it was out before that. But anyway, but they've spent time improving it and the game is really improving. It's very similar to um, Skater XL where it's not a game game. It's very much a playground. And it's, you know, it's improving sort of like week on week, it seems. Uh, And I think Nomad Sky, I think, is the poster child for what happens if you wait. But what I'm also hoping it's done is told developers... Just wait until your game's ready. It's clearly like with No Man's Sky. You look at Sean Murray's, everything he spoke about and was called a liar about cause it wasn't there. I think clearly was his intention. And they showed they was able to pull it off. Um, but he pressured himself by promising so much and re- and promising it so early that it had to come out in an unfinished state. I think it needs more of what Nintendo do. Um and it's the one thing Nintendo do right is they do not announce a game on the whole until it's gonna be out within a a few months. It's the definite. They know the game's pretty much finished and they're in the polishing stage by some developers, but as others, yeah, as No Man's Sky proves, as BMX the game, highly original title proves, um and Skater XL prove, you don't don't jump straight on. <laughs> it's just just wait.
1: Yeah, there's very rare, it's very rare that something is made worse through time. I suppose the only ones that are are stuff like, um, you know, online competitive games. Sometimes they bring stuff in that you that people don't like. But yeah, if it's a single player experience, then normally it's best to sit on them for a while.
0: Um, if it's a single player experience, I think as you will see with um, Dishonored, too. You're not losing anything when you get to it. What four or five years down the line this is where you're going to tell me it's like eight years old or something isn't it
1: <laughs> I can't remember but it's a very long time ago now yeah feels new but it's look, quite man. a while ago
0: it's going to be ridiculously old isn't it And on I Let's want to say look.
1: 2015 but I could
0: be wrong four years four years old 2016 but obviously we've got to take the 10 year period that was 2020 so it's it's 14 years old that <laughs> Yeah. going
1: that is a very real piece of maths definitely
0: yeah oh dear it's it's funny and depressing at the same time that's also the story My that's also the title of my sex tape
1: hey no <laughs> nine, nine.
0: <laughs> yeah so have you got anything else you want to talk about or no
1: nothing more on the games front no
0: so well, we are going to stay slightly on the games front a little bit uh, and talk about something i want to introduce to mental health gaming um that other other places do and why it's important we always need someone to talk to but we don't always want to talk about our problems um or what our issues are and you don't always want to burden someone with Look, I don't care if you've got advice. I just want you to listen because that, that's harsh. And anyway, sometimes you just want someone to be there. Um, and especially at the moment where people can only be there virtually. This is where games play a massively vital part in life. And um, one of the services I want to start bringing to mental health gaming is to create a space where you can come in, just say to somebody... Within the community, I, I I need some company at the moment. Um, I just want to play a game. Is anyone willing to join me online or, or whatever and just play this game? Just be with me for the next hour or so. Because I think this is where it's important. Whether you're playing a competitive game, a co-op game, um, or even just sharing the same world um, for a little bit, it, it's, it's a great way of being there for somebody when they need it um and it could that hour that half hour whatever it is could make easily make the difference between life and death in some cases um you know i've spoke about in the past that video games stopped me going on a a kidding rampage at my school um or the idea of a kidding rampage at my school anyway Uh, whether i would have succeeded or not who knows that was just single player game on my own the idea of having someone there on the end would have really benefited me at the time. Um, And I'm seeing like with my own son, the difference, you know, when he's got a chance to be with his friends online. So it's annoying as buggery to me when he's online because he's loud, he's obnoxious and and all that, but he's also a teenager, but it's so beneficial to him. Um, So we want to make sure that's a service people can get. And, how that's going to work fully yet, I don't know. Um, so any suggestions? Obviously, if you're part of our Discord, please do stick them somewhere on there. We will we will listen to them. But the idea will be um, a bunch of us will list down what what games, not what games we got, but what. What services we've got, what platforms, and then we can check and see if there's any games that might match up. So, you might fancy a couple of hours on some Halo multiplayer with someone. Um, you might fancy doing some Sea of Thieves just just for you. might introduce someone to a new game as well, which could be really interesting. Uh, we could even look at doing some group sessions um, with some Among Us or some, or, you know, any, any kind of things like that but the idea is especially during these next few months where life is going to be even more fragile is for us all to be able to use games in a positive way um and again not always using certain games that are considered good for mental health um, so to speak but just whatever we want to play whatever we want to play just doing it together and Making sure you're there for someone in some way we can't do the coffee we can't come round for a coffee and let's talk um so for me this is the next best thing get a, a crappy cup of instant at home if that's all you've got sit down get a controller get a headset if you've got odd if you've got one hit us up and someone will play a game with you and we'll we'll, we'll hopefully make it better um i know for me personally many times games have helped me at the most difficult of times and now having people to speak to um and whether that's typing via discord whether it's doing these podcasts whether it's you know just someone to chat to it's really helped me and i'm i'm sure stu can say the same with him it's helped him at times when he's needed yeah absolutely don't know how we'll do it yet. It's I know I'm not a coder, so I can't create a platform to do this. So this may well be done via Discord, or even if you want to reach out on Twitter. Um, and I think between all of us um, within it, well, I think we cover pretty much every single console and PC. um I don't know about PS5 at the moment. But to go full-gamer, PS5 hasn't got many games anyway.
1: True. No point having one.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the power of games now I think is going to be vitally important. Uh, 2020 was a shit year for games in terms of their overall perception because of the likes of Ubisoft doing what they're doing, the, the controversies that came out with CD Projekt Red and all those kinds of things. It was a shit show of a year and I think it's... As gamers, um, and I don't mean that in the the negative term the way gamers is used. As gamers, we now have a chance to show the positive impact that games can make, um, and it's something we I think we need to do. And I know I'm rambling now, um, so I'm gonna be quiet and see if Stu's got anything to add.
1: Only that it's a good idea, and I think that we'll do everything we can to try and make it work so that there's always somebody there within. A reasonable time frame so that they can spend some time with you and with each other with us and just not feel alone and feel part of a community
0: yeah it's um you haven't even got to tell us why you want to play the game it w- we will just know that you need support and you you never know you could open up during that gameplay session it happens um and you know, speaking like seeing a story um, recently from someone who was worried about breaking down in front of other people, and having to explain that that's fine, that's part of it. Breaking down's fine; it could be a way to refocus and and release a lot of the pain and and frustrations you're having. And you could be in the middle of playing, <clears throat> I don't know, playing a game of FIFA with someone. And all of a sudden, if you you break down, you you get upset, you cry. The person on the other end, through our community, is not going to judge you for that. It's just again, it's having another human there who can make contact. It's so important, and it's only in the last year I've really realised that. Since I've started, well, since I started mental health gaming, since I started reaching out to people and speaking to people, that you realise people care. And that sometimes is the hardest thing to get over when you think people don't actually care. Um, There's a lot of people who do. Um, I know for me personally, um, I've spoke about this before, that I don't really want riches beyond my wildest dreams or anything like that. Um, I I just want to be comfortable. Um, I'd rather see other people happy. And if I can offer that through a service like this and I can help make people that bit happier um, or less likely to go and do the extreme thing. Uh, By the way, um, I hate it when people refer to suicide as doing the stupid thing. Um, I don't like that terminology and it's it's something I'd like to see removed. Um, Call it extreme, call it whatever. Don't call it stupid because you're belittling the person's problems. Uh, anyway, sorry, that that was just a, a quick aside. But I'd rather be there for someone and make their life better because that, from a selfish point of view, helps me feel better, gives me purpose. Um, and, again, community has moved on. We used to see community as your neighbour um, or the, if you were in a cul-de-sac, that whole street, that was community. That's not your community anymore. Your community is the people you keep close to you emotionally. Those who will be there to listen to you, who don't care that you're having a, a crap day and don't want to talk fully. Um, and that's the service we want to offer now. Um, It's something I wanted to kickstart into 2021. Um, But it's something I'm going, to, I'm going to actually accelerate now because, again, we've hit another lockdown people are going to be feeling crap, people are going to be feeling alone, isolated, and we just want to do what we can to help make things better for people and get you through what is going to be the toughest time many of us have ever had.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Totally agree. Um, So, yeah, sorry, I I went on a bit there. Uh, It's it's unusual for me, I know. Um,
1: (laughs) No, it needed explaining, and, uh, yeah, I think you did it well. So, yeah, that's what we'll be doing
0: jump to our discord Um, links are on the website um on via our twitter and places like that do jump on there if you've got suggestions for how we do this if you if you want to reach out to play something to talk whatever do jump onto our discord so unless stu has got anything else he wants to add or talk about i will let him move on to his section outro thingy
1: (laughs) yeah no, that's it from me really, so yeah, it just remains to be said to yeah, follow us on Discord and all the, usual, all the usual outlets. The most important thing at the moment is just to look after yourself. And if you'd like our support, or just to speak to people and have a laugh, or just feel like you're part of a community, please do jump on board. And that's all really, so until the next time, stay safe and take care.